It's Lights Camera Jackson. This is the LCJ Q&A podcast. You can also read these interviews at animationscoop.com. One of the best in the business when it comes to animation and family programming is PBS, Icons. And a new series joins the PBS Kids lineup starting February 5th. It's Lila in the Loop, a great new animated series. Joining me, the creator and executive producer, Emmy winner, Dave Peth, and EP and head writer for Caswell Hyman, Dave and Kaz, welcome to the LCJ Q&A. Hey, thanks, Jackson. It's good to be here. It is good to meet the both of you. Uh, congratulations on the show. I've seen a few episodes, and I have to first ask you, Dave, what inspired you to make this show and how this strong, sweet lead character in Lila inspires you day to day? Right. Well, you know, I'll do the, the second part. I mean, uh, any, you know, we all need that um, that spark of like relentless creativity to solve problems we we face every day. And so if I could have half the energy that Lila shows on screen, I'd be I'd be better off for it, for sure. Um, but I think the show uh, concept originally started from a question that, I, as, as I recall, came up from PBS themselves um, at a conference, which is how would you do a show about coding, about computational thinking about science, tech, engineering, and math topics related to that, that doesn't involve just sitting at a computer and typing, which I'm sure it would make a great show, but maybe isn't the most dynamic way to depict those, uh, those skills. And so we got to thinking, okay, what is the, what is the essence of that, that kind of problem solving that goes on when you're, when you're doing coding or anything in, in engineering or technology? And that is the kind of problem solving skills that we see in this show. Um, and so when you think about it, really those same skills of breaking down a problem into steps, of figuring out how to put those steps together, uh, about bug fixing and problem solving as you go to, to sort of tweak the outcome. All of those appear in everyday life. We all do it all the time. And so with Lila, we have a chance to see how a family works together and uses those same, so same thought process and same skills, but not on a computer, just figuring things out, being creative, expressing themselves, running their family restaurant. Yeah. I think also, just to add on to that, um, we wanted to feature uh, a, a female lead, a girl of color on, on the show, um, because in tech and engineering fields in particular, um, women of color and, and are, are traditionally underrepresented uh, in those fields. And so the show is sort of is an encouragement and an invitation for all kids, but certainly for, for young girls of color to see themselves, ex you know, exploring those fields, exploring those those skills now and, and, and maybe finding a passion point. She's a great character. She's a great role model. We see her and her family in the restaurant, in that diner setting. And Kaz, one of the episodes features a line that one of her friends says, which is that Lila is incredibly responsible. What does that characteristic mean to you? And how did you want to show that in Lila in the Loop? Well, I wrote that line because um, once somebody pegs you as being responsible, and then you do something that might be appear to be irresponsible, then you have to be really, really committed to proving that you're still responsible, mm -hmm. which is what Lila has to do in that episode when she, she loses a coin that her friend entrusted her with picking up. And she has to do everything she can think of, everything she can dream of to get that coin back because she doesn't want to lose that that crown of being the responsible, most responsible person that her friend knows. 
Oh, that's a, it's a great episode. Nice themes, messages. And uh, yeah, I like that she's very responsible and that, you know, everybody makes mistakes and we can learn from them. And there's a lot of lessons that go into it. Dave, you mentioned sort of about thinking things through. And I have to imagine that also applies to making a show like this. Sure. I mean, um, it's, it's true of anyone who does, well, certainly creative work, like making a show. It's a huge project uh, and it requires a coordination between a ton of different people. Thinking things through and applies to our, our work in that, you know, a story, for example, like has said, which may seem um, on the first draft, look like all the pieces are going to fit together. But as you know, it never does on the first draft of something or the second or the third or when you get to the first animatic. You always have to look at it and continue to rearrange and recombine. And I think that's a message um, the kids need. I mean, people think about careers and entertainment as something like somehow magically you just are able to learn so much and you write a script and it's perfect on the first try or everyone just shows up on the set and you don't got to think in advance. You just show up and somehow it just comes together. But that's not true. We have all these steps we go through in the production process. And every time we look at something, it's a chance to make a change. And that's an important message is that even the professionals, even us making this show, don't get things right on the first try. We have to just keep going at it again and again and again. And so we, we find our way through it. Lyra thinks things through. Yeah. She doesn't give up. See, mm. the thing that's right. through is being persistent. And because the first idea you get doesn't work, well, then what's the second idea? Well, what's the third idea? Well, maybe I can ask somebody for, for help. Maybe I can, you know, implement someone else's um, ideas and resources to get what I need done done. So that's the, you know, hopefully what we're, we are imparting to our audience is think things through and, and keep trying until you achieve what it is you want to achieve. That's, that's fantastic. And I love the support system that Lila has in her friends, in her family, in this restaurant setting. As I was watching these episodes, Cass, I go, going to a restaurant, going to a diner is probably one of the top 10 most fun places that families can go to to have some laughs and some joy. And some French fries. It's a bridge rise, always. Yeah. <laughs> but also, Lila has help from her family and her friends. But let's not forget Stu. That's right. Who is her otherworldly sidekick? Stu is um, an entity. He is an uh, a thing that will do whatever it is you ask him to do, and do it exactly the way you asked him. So you better be careful what you ask him and how you want him to do it, because he will go to the nth degree. And a lot of times Lila has to pull him back and reconsider what her instructions were so, so that Stu will get things right. It's kind of sort of like what we do with computers. You know, when you program a computer, it's going to do exactly what you want it to do. And then it's going to... Um, and then you got to make sure you give it the right instructions so that you get what you wanted done. And that leads to a lot of uh, fun stuff in our show. Still going off. Stu <laughs> does go off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got David Kaz here with me on the LCJ Q&A podcast. Watch Lila in the Loop starting Monday, February 5th on PBS. Dave, what went into the design of Stu? Because it's a pretty distinct looking character. Yeah, we wanted something which was clearly not a robot. Not a machine. I mean, Stu is a, a living, breathing creature, even though he's something truly unique, the only one of his kind that we know of, at least. So we definitely wanted to feel like it was friendly and huggable and, and like an animal. Um, 
though not one we could readily identify. You know, there's something about him which needed to feel squishy and plastic so that he can zip around, like Kaz is saying, and make, you know, frost 50 cupcakes in a flash or climb the walls, as he does in some episode, and stick to the ceiling. Um, and so we needed something which had that hug ability and, and that cues from, from, from real world animals, but also feel not, not quite something you've seen before, not quite of this world. The show is called Lila in the Loop. In the episodes that I saw, you know, there is there is uh, repetition. There's doing things over again until you get it right. Kaz, what does the loop signify specifically to Lila and specifically to this show and working on this show? Well, if you're in the loop, that means you are active. That means you're doing something. You're participating. You're a part of it. When you're out of the loop, you're out of luck. So Lila's in the loop and... It just so happens that her family's last name is Loops. So, uh, you know, the, the title kind of hits all kinds of things like that. Nice, nice. I like that. Dave, you have, uh, as I mentioned off the top, won an Emmy Award. You, you've worked on Odd Squad, Peg and Cat, Design Squad, Scribbles and Ink. How do you see Lila in the loop? You've been, you've been with PBS a long time, fitting what PBS is standing for in 2024. Yeah, well, yeah, for, it's we're so grateful to be a part of, you know, the PBS network and all those shows you mentioned and others that that come together. It really is it's a wonderful a wonderful place to be um, in kids media. And I think you know the common bond is that it's it's all about empowering kids to to be able to um, to express themselves. You know, to to be passionate about what they're doing and to feel like yeah, you're not doing it alone. You're doing it with with friends and with family and. and I think it's the same message here in those other shows is like, you can do things. Um, you, you do have it within you to, to accomplish what you're looking to accomplish. Um, and it's the same message here with, with Lila in the loop. Kaz, before we go, how would you say this show has changed you as far as this show having a huge theme of big ideas and imagination and opening yourself up to thinking about things even more uh, the imagination theme and being proud of the big ideas that you have, I think, is really going to resonate with kids. Well, you know, one of the things that that this show has reinforced for me is that we are all creative, not just because I'm a writer or an actor or somebody who's a singer or a musician. You can be creative in like her father in, in what you cook in your restaurant. You can be creative in the way you find, you know, you find a different way home when the traffic is blocked one way. Creativity lives in all of us. And if we tap into that and accept that, yeah, I can do anything I put my mind to, then that's when the creativity flourishes. That's the A in STEAM, you know, it bugs me when they say STEM and they don't leave the A in there because science, technology, engineering, math, all of those involve creativity, which is a part of the arts, the art of life. And Lila exudes the art of life. And um, I think that's what really tapped into me from working on this show. I love how lively the show is. I completely agree with you. It is full of life. She is full of life. And I think it's a character that families are going to enjoy watching on PBS for a long, long time. Lila in the Loop. Yes, start watching it Monday, February 5th on PBS. Dave and Kaz, congratulations on the show. And thank you so much for being here today on the LCJ Q&A podcast. Hey, thank you so much. Really appreciate it.
some Lights Camera Jackson for all of these episodes. Go to Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, lights-camera-jackson.com and read these Q&As at animationscoop.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of the LCJ Q&A.